Last time on Dice Funk. Their new assignment, which is to find a slod known only as Babel because of their non-stop rapid-fire gibberish talking, who apparently pulled off a heist to steal life itself. I need help. What do I call this? Roy! This Roy, Roy Master. <laughs> uh, I am after Roy. I love you. I love you, baby. But there is a dog. I do. We're getting ready for the big race. No, you're going to make up. I keep pushing him into her face. <laughs> They're cheek to cheek. What what big race are you getting ready for? The Goddardamarung Grand Prix. We have it every year. Do you have a boyfriend? Uh, no, not right now. I'm very busy. Oh, but if you weren't busy, you could see someone? Theoretically, yes. What could I do to lighten your load? <laughs> King, do you so after all this political and philosophical and religious uh, controversy, do you want to join to get a gym membership? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm very sorry that I asked questions and I had thoughts and took my time to make decisions about your belief system. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. <laughs> Holy shit, Nifix. The armory. That is where our weapons are. Maybe we can do a heist as well. Double points. The Armory is the headquarters of the Doom Guard, which are the Nihilist faction. They believe that the world is meaningless and therefore it should be destroyed. Yeah, should we go find that soul and then go follow the second part of the second um, slutty path? And then if we've got time, go deal with some angels. Hey, do you know where the checkout is? <laughs> oh, no, no. It's already paid for. We got it covered. Oh! I it? went and took care of everything for you, uh, for, for you, King. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's super nice. Nah, Thanks, you know what? buddy. Yeah, you, we'll just say you owe me one. <laughs> okay. Imagine, like, a mannequin person sat with their legs crossed, but, like, you stretched all their limbs out like they were taffy. And they've been shot in the chest twice. Yeah. This creature is a Norn. N-O-R-N. This is a creature which can see the future. Oh, shit. And as Gustav is brought into the room... The creature looks at Gustav and says, I'm waiting for you, Furies. Last we left this adventure, the team was incredibly competent. First, our new friend, Roy the Mastiff, sniffed out some uh, scent trails to really, uh, you know, skip quite a bit of what I had planned. It's fine. I'm not mad about it. You're welcome. Uh, this, this, this is like that time in season three where I brought your dead person back to life to just ask, like, what happened? <laughs> Don't do that. They have too many answers. <laughs> well, as I said earlier, uh, we were very good last week, so I feel like, not to jinx us, but I think shit's gonna go cuckoo bananas today. Probably. Uh, so after that, Blake, you uh, found out about the race and entered everybody in, and that's going to come up soon and maybe foil the Slotties' plan, because you know they probably want the diamond that is the grand prize. And then you went to the armory, the uh, headquarters of the Doom Guard, the Nihilist faction, and Cordelia pulled two gambits back-to-back that were flawless. First, a- asking for a tour instead of trying to assault the heavily armed <laughs> 
facility and then giving her son Gustav to bury the Bariar, who I did not know was going to be a character. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. And asking him to be taken deep inside the armory where he was your spy. And in fact, it worked so well that you caught the attention of the person inside because this person is a Norn, which is a myth- mythological creature, which has like limited control over f- prophecy and so forth. And so once your plan was so perfect that you you getting into the interior was inevitable, uh, she learned of your plan because she can see the future. And so talking to you through Gustav, she says she's waiting for you in, in the inner chambers of the armory. As, as a player, I am always concerned when I hear, oh, th- the person that presumably we are here to kill and take their soul has control over fate. That's that's always a worrying thing to hear. It's not one of the, the, the reassuring challenges to overcome. <laughs> yeah, last episode ended with Cordelia making a religion role. She only got, I think, a 12 or so. All she knows is the name, Norn, the name of the creature, and just one sentence, which they can, have, they can see the future. Nobody else in the party is aware of this creature right now, unless Cordelia tells them. Uh, I tell them. <laughs> the mm-hmm. noise of that in accent, I tell them. <laughs> Uh, abort, abort. Does this mean I could make my own religion check upon hearing the name Norn? Yeah, somebody help me. How's a 21? It's extremely good, Blake. Uh, they, they're they not omnipotent. They're not all-powerful. They can't see everything. They have a limited scope of what they can see and control. So this this is not like... So you're not doomed, is what I'm saying. Right. With a 21, this is like someone who has a very uh, powerful ability, but if you're clever, you could work around it if you wanted to. But this is also not someone to take lightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if, if if we come in with a real stupid plan, they're going to they're gonna know. Probably, yeah. And I also say with a 21 that you're aware that the powers that this person possess almost certainly qualify them as a great soul, which you can capture with Soul Cage if you kill them. We need it to think that we're going to do one thing when, in fact, we're doing another. What if we make it think we're about to give it a delicious casserole, but inside's a boxing glove covered with knives? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, she would not see that coming. Who would? (laughs) See, that, that only works if one of us hadn't known the plan, because then one of us would have genuinely believed, oh, we're coming in with uh, the thing, and maybe, I don't know. What plan? <laughs> well, that is the other thing, is that, like, it, it, it's hard to predict what King would do in general. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do. My, 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 my thinking on this is the least predictable thing is to do the stupidest possible solution. Like, think of a solution so stupid no one would ever predict it. You should just, like, reservoir dogs it in there. Just Walk like... in slow motion to Little Green Bag? What is... Yeah, exactly. While wearing ties. I mean, I, I love to do that. <laughs> that. That's a thing I like doing. Okay, so Cordelia just starts uh, slow motion walking down the hallway while <laughs> the song from Reservoir Dogs starts playing. Is anybody follow her? It's not walking. Yep. It's more of a wiggle. It's more of a slither. (laughs) 
as the as the team saunters down this hallway, there's like other Doom Guard people in the armory here, fully armored, and they're like at attention. And there's just like a a weird sense of like, oh, they know you're coming now. No one stands in your way. All the doors are like being unlocked ahead of you, and you can see down this long hallway the dark room that Gustav was taken to, and the Norn in the lotus position in the center of this chamber. Uh, it's as we talked about last episode, uh, kind of a spooky atmosphere. There are like pentagrams and incense burning and all kinds of arcane sigils and glyphs going on. There's people chanting. There are cauldrons of blood. The air is thick with smoke. It's very spooky. The doom guard are not subtle. Yeah. Subtle. <laughs> As you're like getting closer, you can see like the uh, Gustav is sitting in the Norn's lap, and the Norn is just this like uh, porcelain mannequin, humanoid in shape, like arms and legs, but a hole clean in the middle of its head and in the middle of its chest, just to show that it has no organs or blood, and it's just sitting there calmly petting Gustav. How do you poop? (laughs) (laughs) Give give me my bird. I'm called. Gustav back to my shoulder. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Because he baby. The Norn doesn't stop Gustav from flying back to you. Um, the guards are like at attention near the door. They have like, like lances and they're at attention and as if to say like, go on in. Do, do Can we close the door behind us so that when we kill this thing, all of the guards don't suddenly go, oh, you killed the thing. <laughs> I do like that image. Yeah, you enter this dark chamber. the The air is like thick with this the iron smell of blood, and there's chanting in the dark and the in the thick shadows of people in robes you can't quite see. And Nephix is like, "Right, I'm gonna close the door." <laughs> it just turns around, does these heavy iron doors, just shuts them right in the face of all the other people. Yeah. The people that are in the chanting circle in the dark room are probably, you know, they're probably chill to like, okay, what happens happens, the fates may be. The people outside there, you killed the thing, we're angry. I mean, if nothing matters, why do they care? Exactly. Who gets killed? And we do have to remind the audience, Nifix is currently in uh, goth mode. Oh, like that one episode of Stranger Things. Yeah, and this, this setting is honestly like, Netflix is digging the vibe right now. Oh my god, it's like Hot Topic. Exactly. This is the Hot Topic faction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, why didn't I join Hot Topic? (laughs) Oh my god, remember those giant pants with the chains? I had so many. I still own some. Oh. Your arms look like uncooked pasta. What is your deal? What is your deal? Who who are you? Who you be? Give me them deets. My personal details are unimportant. Uh, but I'm a nosy bitch, so you should tell me. How will that help you? Uh, it will give me a small moment's mental peace. You must realize how meaningless that sounds. Uh, uh, if it doesn't mean anything, then why do you care if you say it or not? If you must know... I cast my name into the fire when I joined the Doom Guard. Now I am only known by my conduit. Tragedy. Oh, uh, you like the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
I feel like if your conduit is the conduit of tragedy, you've got to expect to die in a horrible, very sad way. So, like, zero guilt murdering now. <laughs> uh, can you recite uh, all of Hamlet's monologue for me, please, and thank you. To be or not to be, that is the question, whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against the sea of troubles and thus opposing end them. To die, to sleep, to sleep, a chance to dream. I there's the rub for in that sleep of death with dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil. Anyway. Um <laughs> just flexed real hard on you, Austin. You just got brutally owned. Mm-hmm. So what what are the people who are good at murder gonna do? But you know why we're here. I see before me three paths. One path, the four of you choose to prevent gods from returning to this world. You sever the connection between the physical world and the world of forms, robbing people of not only their deities, but of their conduits. On the second path, I see you rising among a new pantheon of gods, the god of murder, the god of family, the god of victory, and something more human. But I'm interested in the third path. And what's that third path? Because if I'm totally honest, neither of the other two are particularly appealing to me. I feel the same. Personally, I would hope you would choose not to enter this great debate of our age and instead join me as this world as we know it, is destroyed. That sounds so boring! I mean, it's got a certain appeal. This seems like the most boring of the three paths this thing is presented. Therefore, don't think we need to keep it alive to pursue its path. I think we kill this thing. Well, how would you be able to make sure the world ended? Because there's a lot of strong people and I don't think they want it to end. My curse is that I have seen how this world ends. Unfortunately, there are those who would divert it from that course. So, like, you watched the last ten minutes of a movie before watching the whole thing? Yes. Tragic, isn't it? I do that, too, just to make sure the dad in the movie doesn't die, because then Lime gets sad. Aww. <laughs> See, I, I think it's a little different. I think you've played a choose-your-own-adventure game and you've decided your ending is the only ending that counts and that anyone who picks a different ending is picking the wrong ending. And I think that's just not how this works. I think you're misapprehending something. You and I are not the heroes of this story. We are not even the villains. We are weapons. You only choose who wields you. At least there's a choice. Yeah, and right now we're we're so, we're, we're we're weapons for the people who brought us back to life. So like, I'm I'm fairly comfortable with that choice. Why? Eh. Because I don't know what else I'm doing. Regardless of what we do, it seems like we're going to serve some master. And one of them's going to create a new class of gods. And another 
is going to completely destroy the natural order. So what she's saying is that this isn't just a, an abstract philosophical like debate club thing between the Athar and the believers of the source. She has foreseen a coming choice. Right. There are outcomes. Yes. The Athar are going to sever the world of forms from the physical world because that's where the gods get their power from. That means no gods, but also no conduits and probably far less magic. It's going to be a much more mundane world. The believers will restore the gods, but you don't know in what form it'll include much more human gods. Yourselves, if you join with them, will go from a, a an invisible people in the clouds who don't get involved to flawed, messy people who just happen to be immortal. And then the third one, no gods, no masters, which is rip it all down. No soul economy, no planes as you understand them. The world that all of you un know will cease to be. What comes next, she doesn't specify. But that's also that's a choice both for in and out of character. Do you want to play Dice Funk in a world with gods again? Do you want to get rid of conduits? Or do you want to blow up D&D's lore? Hmm. I'm, I'm confused. Why are we here again? <laughs> that's a good question. We're here because we owe a debt and we need a soul. Oh! All right, I'm going to run up and attack. All right. All right. Yeah, roll an attack, King. Before we roll initiative, King, roll your attacks. 24, 14, 17. Roll damage. All those hit. Whoa, boy! Well, I feel like they do have a lot of holes in them. Uh, 41 uh, slashing damage. Or I guess piercing. It's a, it's a spear now. Yeah, the, the Lance of the Flies, uh, Bielza Spear. So King says, what were we here for? And everyone says, well, a great soul to pay back the, the, the Yaklal. And King says, oh, right. Charges across the chamber and goes to thrust the spear through the Norn. Uh, as you're running and just yelling in your traditional King way, the Norn says, I'm sorry, but I have foreseen this as well. And she waves a hand and she swaps places with... Blake Ferris, who takes 41 damage as King rams his spear through him. No! Oh. God, that hurts. <laughs> Nifix and Cordelia, the Norn just appears next to you, and now Blake is in the center of the room impaled on King's spear. Uh, how damaged is Blake? Bad? I know 41's a lot, but, like, specifically... I'm wondering how close this is to triggering uh, King's ability. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh he, he's, he took about two-thirds of my health with that. Okay, I was hoping for a cool, well, were you expect did you foresee this, and then King gets set off, or <laughs> something to that degree. <laughs> the Norn says, this destruction could be useful. In my blood, you could forge a weapon to destroy this world, and I would welcome it if this is what you choose. But there are other paths open to you. Yeah, you open to it? Let's do it, baby. I'm curious if, if that is sincere or if that is a deception I want axe. It sounds like you want to roll insight? Ah, uh, crit. Jesus. I also crit! Damn, everyone immediately understands her on a primal oh, <laughs> level. I, I botched. I know nothing. 
And, and I rolled a four. <laughs> uh, so the team succeeds, and we have two crits and a botch. It's just very interesting. I think King and uh, Cordelia understand. She is being honest. There's an, there's some other way that you can turn this to your advantage that doesn't involve beating her to death, but also that that would work too. So, uh, I, I mean, as a, a loyal member of the Doom Guard, she doesn't have a particularly high price on her own life. But um, you could hear her out if you don't want to fight her. Um, I think Mythics with that botch, I think... I don't know, you're not a bloodthirsty character. No, see, if if, if Nifix had done their first kill, I can totally see that this would have been a time to go, oh no, we have to kill this thing. I think you, with a with a botch, I, you're just like, I think you're just really over people and their, their fucking cryptic bullshit <laughs> with Lancelot earlier today. Yeah. And you're just like, why can't anyone else just be friggin' reasonable? Why has everyone got to be all weird and mystical all the time? Yeah, okay. I, I I'm happy to go to go with that, and uh, Nif- Nifix is going to turn around to the group and go. Look, we were sent here to kill something. We, what what are all of you? I thought you were here to kill things. That's what that's what you do, right? No, I mean, if she wants to kill herself, that is much easier. Like I'm, I'm very much an ends, not means person. How it happens? I, that, that's fine. Just I'm done with all this nonsense. Also, big. Bleeding hole in my abdomen. Okay. Uh, pers- person with hole in your face. What you gonna do for us? But play plain words. Tell us what you doing. What's up? Go. I, I I'm gonna say I'm rolling a medicine check to try to stabilize. I know he's not unconscious, but to try to patch up the giant spear hole I made in him. <laughs> yeah, you rolled an 18, so you can pull it out and immediately staunch the bleeding so Blake isn't in, in mortal danger. How he feels about you stabbing him is maybe a conversation for a, after this encounter, but um, yeah, he's fine for now. All I have are goodbye puppy band-aids! Oh, goodbye puppy. <laughs> Uh, in answer to your your, plaint- your plaintive cries, Nifix, the Norn says, You came here for a great soul. I can offer you one, not my own. Oh, shit, okay. So we, we can... Is, is this a deal where we can take the soul and mull over your offer, or do we have to commit right here, right now, all of us are doing your thing? But we're we're on a yeah, we're on a timetable. Is the thing. Like, what what does the fine print, if you please? Um, I think at this point, um, the doors open that Nifix closed and some people come in carrying like a locked box carved from like uh, a wood that seems like it's beating like a heart. And it's like, chained. what is that? <laughs> I don't like it. You're just immediately suspicious. <laughs> I don't know. Inside on the box. Uh-huh. 14. Yeah, it's super evil, but you're not in danger right now. Okay. Uh, tragedy says to you, this soul came from the conduit of disintegration, a power which could shake this world. But unfortunately, its wielder was taken too soon. I was hoping to forge it into a weapon for the upcoming battle. But perhaps you could wield it. I, disintegration sounds useful. But that doesn't necessarily solve our other problem. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, that's a good point. We don't need the soul for that. We need the soul to go pay off a, a debt. Like, it's not like we need this to make a cool thing. 
Maybe. I would say that you've hit upon the three kind of choices here. Kill her and take her soul. Give it to the Yawclaw. Take this soul uh, and give it to the Yawclaw for some price, which she will explain to you. Or take the take the soul, forge it into a weapon uh, to use, which is going to be very powerful. This is an incredible soul. And then just take your chances with the Yawclaw and try to get a soul later. Uh, what, uh, what do you want in exchange for the soul and then you don't get any say in what we do with it? Unfortunately, say is exactly what I want. My price for this soul would be one of you to join the Doom Guard. And when the time comes for the great battle that decides the fate of the multiverse, you use the weapon and end this. Clarify end this. Don't side with either faction, is what she means by end this. If you side with the Aethar, conduits go away. If you side with the Believers, you are you, the four of you become gods. Or whoever sides with the Believers, this could very well end the final boss fight of Purgatory is two of the player characters versus two of the player characters. And then there's the uh, third option, which she's asking you to do, which is don't side with anyone and let the world of Dungeons and Dragons be destroyed. I here's here's where where Nifix is at. N- Nifix has tried to play the game of do I side with the Aether? Do I do I not? You know, and this has very recently just completely gone tits up, blown blown up in Nifix's face. Nifix, I think, is honestly a little bit fuck both sides of this right now. Hell yeah. I don't know if that's an. I, I'm trying to decide if that's enough to, to, to do that. But part of my thinking is, honestly, f- fuck both sides of this right now. Yeah, Nifix could walk out of this chamber, both middle fingers uh, up, as her hot topic ensemble is complete with a weapon of disintegration as she goes yeah. to fuck everyone who's ever wronged her. I think if there was ever a time for that choice to be made, it's now. So fuck it, Nifix is going to take the offer. Blake is thrilled. Uh, all right so nifix uh the soul in this box can be crafted into a uh an item which in addition to whatever the item would naturally do which we can talk about it also allows you to cast disintegration once once per long rest i don't know if you've seen that Uh, spell no but i'm googling it it great album Mm. it is an incredible album by the cure but it's also a sixth level spell which just bodies people just absolutely puts dudes in coffins Okay, so hear me out. We make a weapon, we use it to kill her, take her soul to spider. Honestly, that is a thought that's on the table yes. right now. Oh yeah, I know, totally with you. I, it, it depends how long it takes us, forget, us to get this weapon, but like... <laughs> yeah, I, she, so she has the power of prophecy, so if you take the soul with the intention of killing her, she's just gonna leave while it's being forged. Oh... I'm look. I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that spell. Huh? That's 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 quite some damage. Yeah, we're gonna tell the audience. Uh, so, <laughs> right. Uh, the creature targeted makes a deck save. Uh, deck saving throw. On a failed save, it takes ten d six plus forty force damage. Plus forty. Uh, so yeah, minimum of forty damage plus whatever the dice rolls are. And if the target is reduced to zero, it's disintegrated. <laughs> So we make this weapon, and then instead of paying Spider, we disintegrate Spider. That's on the table right now. Everything's on the table. Yeah. So, Nifix, do you want to you know, lock this in by telling me what you want this item to be? Ooh. Oh, what do I want this item to be? 
you already have the ore or ori the ore as we called her yeah um, as your like signature <laughs> item now you're gonna have two mm. double wield on my second ore <laughs> yeah there's there's the water ore and the the the, the pa- turn everything <laughs> to powder ore um and, uh, you wear them on your back like cross swords I'm kind of tempted to make it some, like, tacky video game peripheral, like a fucking, like, Wii Sports plastic tennis racket or some shit. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I need a second. This is, this is important. This is what determines the fan art. I need to make good choices. <laughs> <laughs> That's very important. I, I think this is, like... The, I, I think this is a, a an add-on. This is like the fucking N64 expansion pack that I'm plugging into the ore. <laughs> the ore is now both a water ore and a disintegration ore because I gave it a video game uh, power pack plug-in. <laughs> the whole thing is, this this ore is now just like black and glowing and like, aha, dual purpose, all good. Okay, so you, what you've done is you've taken what was a normal boat ore that happened to be magical, and you've given it a cool goth makeover. Oh yeah, I've I've turned it into the equivalent of like the emo character's keyblade from Kingdom Hearts or some <laughs> shit. It's, it's the most emo possible version of a boat ore. Is the blade like shaped like a like a skull now? Oh yes, <laughs> it's like a really long skull. <laughs> It's a boat or shaped like it's all in black, shaped like a really like just like a big old skull on the end. All right, so Nifix has decided uh, not to take a great soul for the Yakul, instead to more or less join the Doom Guard, at least align with them. I don't think you're going to be telling people like I'm with the Doom Guard, but yeah, you're essentially working for them now. You have a cool Goth ore which can disintegrate people as well as control water. And I guess it's time to go to the Goddard Damarung Grand Prix because the race is going to start soon. Unless anybody wants to talk, I assume King and Blake, you worked out the hole in the chest thing. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. I no, I I know, I know. It, I wasn't standing there. I and yeah, I got to look where I'm standing. I get it. It's cool. No, I think she teleported or something, because I thought it was her, and then it was you, and I don't have Lancelot's delicious magic nipples for you to lick on and feel better. Excuse me? (laughs) You heard him, Lancelot's delicious magic nipples. You heard him. I did hear hear him. It's it's fine, King. You you just did what you thought we were trying to do. It's fine. Would it help if I distracted you from the pain with an important question? Uh, okay. If you were a farm animal, what farm animal would you be? And he's going to put the book down. I'd probably be a barn cat. Barry the, bar- Barry the Barriar says, Pig, I think they're real cute. <laughs> I'm, I would be a goat. Why are you here? I'm sorry, I'll leave. (laughs) (laughs) Are cats a farm animal? They eat the mice. Yeah. Wait, mice are farm animals? I mean, everything is a farm animal. Animal, if it is on the farm. I thought it was just piggies and horses and cows and chickens. I would be a goat because they are extremely powerful and chaotic. Meh. I'd be a sword horse. That's what? 
Is that a is that the horse made those horses? Oh wait. A horse made those swords. Alright, sword made the horses. Well, the, the second one just sounds ridiculous. But yeah, I'd want to be that one if I could be the choice. Or is it the horse that is carrying a sword in its mouth? Or like a horse that has a whole bunch of swords taped all over them. But isn't that dangerous for the horse? No, because the horse is the strongest. Uh, not if there was like a walrus on the farm. Nah, sword horse would win. <laughs> <laughs> Walruses have sword mouths. He's been trained his whole life for this. Their whole mouth is like swords. I like to picture this entire conversation about the sword horse ha- happening as you're walking through the armory back to the entrance. Blake has just a huge blood stain on the front of his clothes, and uh, N- Nifix looks like fucking Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> And as you two are just talking about sword horse, like nothing just happened. <laughs> I don't know what's going on at any point at any time anymore. So I, I might as well just do. I there was there was a cool weapon on offer, and it didn't seem like we were going to kill that person. So you know that's where I'm at. I'm having a good day. I've got a cool new war. Today is great. Are you okay, Nifix? Uh, people usually change their look when they're going through it. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm all good. Nothing, nothing, no, it's all good. So. Are you sure? Because your voice does not sound sure. I have a cool law. What could be wrong? That is everything in life. I'm. It, that's that's a really really low bar. Are you angry because you had a fight with Lancelot? I'm angry because a lot of things. It's been a long. It's been a long time. It's a lot. It's a Lancelot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the party uh, exits the armory and is back into the streets of Sigil. I think uh, standing a respectful distance away from the building in the, in the the uh, at the edge of the road is Sharon, uh, the psychopomp who is waiting the soul because she's going to take it back to the Yawclaw for you. Well, hi there. How'd it go? Hmm. What soul? We don't got no soul. We never had a soul. I don't know what you talk of. Oh my, what happened to the ore? It's very dark. She has a new look. No one, I see that. No one could decide what they were going to do. I'm leaning into the fact that everything sucks. Aw, are you okay, honey? All good. Bingo bongo. All is good. Bingo bongo. <laughs> Bingo bongo. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm gonna say that every time I'm losing my mind now. It's so good. I think Sharon like kind of takes you aside a little bit. Nifix is like, you can tell me if something's wrong, honey. You know, Kato really trusts you to keep this group in line. I just make sure everything's okay with you. Uh, I'm I'm trying to care less. I'm I'm pretty sure I remember that being Kato's advice. Care less. Everyone screws up all the time, so you know, stop caring about the fact I'm screwing up and stuff. So that's pretty rich coming from the man who's cared more than anyone has ever cared and has suffered immensely from it. <laughs> well, I don't know Kato's story. Apparently, I care too much, so I'm trying the whole caring less thing. Because I care too much. Everything is a lot all the time. No one knows what they're doing. I'm just rolling with it now. I'm not going to stress about it. Well, I gave you my ore because I saw something special in you. I think you're my little protege. You're going to be out here doing the good work and stuff. So uh, 
keep your keep your chin up. Um, y'all going to the race? We're in the race. Did I name my beluga last episode? You absolutely did, and I don't remember. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, his name is Roderick now. Just as a reminder, the prize for this race is a is is a soul. Is it? It's a diamond. That's oh, diamond. It's okay. Diamond capable of true resurrection. Uh, on that point, Kings would say, "Hey, do you know what a slotty would try to resurrect?" I I couldn't imagine for the world, honey. I mean, what what does a slotty even want? Friends. I <laughs> that might be true for all I know. They're they're made of chaos. They could want uh, friends as much as they want a dishwasher. For all I know. I don't have a dishwasher, though. Well, I do have a good home, but I'd have to go back home for it. Well, if you, if that's how it works out, that's how it works out. So yeah, long story short, we don't have the we don't have a soul right now. We will kill this slotty. We'll take its soul. I'm sh- I cannot foresee any excuse that we couldn't just give the slotty soul to the 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 yacht claw. It's all gonna be good. Yeah, I guess you'll see what happens with uh, rolling the dice on the the yacht claw question. Going forward, it's a big mystery. That's 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 the answer that that Nifix is going to put forward to buy us some time at least. Is like that's why we don't have a soul for you to bring back to them right now. Is uh, it's it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. All right, uh, Sharon's going to walk you back to to the race, uh, which is as we talked about before. The city of Sigil is a giant ring, actually a Taurus, but no one knows what that is. So it's a giant ring, and you're going to uh, get on your mounts, your your steeds, your flying animals, and do a ring around the city. Uh, because teleportation exists in this world, there are some anti-cheating measures. Uh, one is that the course is procedurally generated during the race. By which I mean, as you're going, there's going to be like magical rings that pop up that you need to fly through and you don't know where they're going to be until they pop up in front of you. So that's way, that way you can't just teleport to the end of the race. You have to hit every ring. If you miss one, you have to go back. Uh, that's the first thing to know. The second thing is that's full contact, essentially MMA rules where you can do ev- you can do anything up to intentionally killing your fellow racers you can knock them out you can shoot them with a fireball you just can't like stand over their unconscious body and cut their throat that's murder and you will go to jail <laughs> can but, you kill their mount no no uh i think no i, mean, I, I, I asked that solely for the question i was like i mean we're driving motorcycles so basically yeah, f- fuzzy motorcycles. Um, I think there are probably like uh, referees, uh, you know, along the path or whatever, magically, who are monitoring this to try to save anyone who has some kind of spectacular accident, and also to enforce like anti-cheating runes. You know, there's there's magic stuff going on here. So they have it pretty well figured out. They've been doing this every year since the gods died. It's a big celebration the Aethar put on. Um, I think as you approach, there's like a big crowd outside. This is like you know the Indy 500 or the Le Mans or something. It's a big race. Everyone's coming out for this. It's the, in the biggest city in the, the world. So I would like to do a Vita Peron arms again. Just that's my thing now. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the percentage of our audience who knows what you're talking about is the cool percentage. I would like to scan the crowd looking for the strongest people in this race. <laughs> okay. Uh, perception. I got an 11. I think the strongest person in the race is uh, Abraham. Oh, cool. He's in the race. Dope. Can I go up to him? Yeah, you walk up to him and he's like, oh, king. So glad to see you back. 
Good to see you too, Abraham. I got I bought you this gauntlet from the Doom Patrol. <laughs> oh, thank you. Actually, this isn't a gauntlet. See, a gauntlet is defensive armor for a hand. This is a cestus. A cestus is an offensive weapon for the hand. Uh <laughs> You can tell because of the blades. That's cool. I got it for you as a gift. Oh, King, you shouldn't have, and he just bear hugs you. You got me one, so I want you to have one. Well, yes, it was supposed to be like a signing bonus for joining the Aethar, but if you want to take it as a personal gift, that's acceptable as well. The bonus is those sweet, sweet gains from your super gym. Oh, King, there'll be there's many more gains where that came from. Mmm. <laughs> what was that know. noise? I, I don't know. Nobody else said anything, so I just went with it. <laughs> Alright, I'm ta- I'm taking Gauntlet Forge to destroy the world out of my inventory. Yeah, you're giving the Titan a gauntlet, which has no fucking uh meaning in our current culture. You stupid horny bastard. <laughs> <laughs> There's absolutely no implications to that in our pop culture atmosphere right now. Yeah. Is there? I'm not going to tell him if no one else does. Wait, what? Gauntlets? Oh, I get it. Yeah, but he doesn't have the Infinity Stone, so now it's just a strong glove. Yeah, it's a strong glove that that he's going to use in an upcoming fight that uh, Nifix just agreed not to side with him on. So I'm very excited how this is shaping up. I'm... Hmm. I'm vibrating uh, with this. In fact, he puts the he puts the the cestus on, and like the, there's an immediate like a, a electrical hum in the area. <laughs> Is it literally like Infinity War, where like the moment Thanos puts it on, he stretches his arms out, like ah! I not quite that. There's just like little <laughs> well, like little glitter streams run through his body. There's like little tremors, and like uh, you see little like little pebbles on the ground like float a little bit. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. My god, they didn't even do that. (laughs) We'll have to get you an even better one. When's your birthday? I don't know. (laughs) I know that this is because you're an orphan, but also I just like to imagine King's like, I don't even, I've never seen a calendar (laughs) in my entire life. What are days? Uh, while King and Abraham are having this conversation, uh, Simon walks up. Simon is the Modron, or the Secundus, which is a kind of Modron, of a humanoid robot man. Uh, long, spindly arms and fingers, and he walks up and says, Hello, Nifix. Hi. Cool outfit. Thanks. I'm glad someone's appreciating it today. How you doing? All right. I came for the race. Yeah, you, you 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 excited for the race? I don't know if it's excitement technically because of the limited capacity of my emotional servos, but I did want to talk to you about the quest. Okay, what did you want to talk about about the quest? Uh, I I just want to establish Blake and Cordelia are just like standing right there. He's not like <laughs> trying to hide this from them. Yeah, and he's I just- am feeding. Many fish to Roderick, though. Okay, your beluga whale. It's actually, I think, is it a baby beluga whale or is it like a pygmy beluga whale? Uh, baby beluga whale, because now I can just think of baby beluga in the big blue sea. Aww. He runs so wild and he runs so free. Blake is feeding him fr- feeding French fries to his seagull. 
(laughs) (laughs) I do love this image. It's extremely good. And Simon says, I am trying to find clues about the man of a thousand faces, but it is difficult because of all of his faces. That is a lot of faces. That is a lot of faces, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of faces. Do you have any leads? (laughs) (laughs) So... Out of character, yeah, got leads. I don't. I I think I think Nifix honestly like with, with everything else that Nifix has been thinking about. I think Blake is the person who killed me is the last thing on on Nifix's mind. So I I think no. I think I don't think Nifix has got a clue right now. What's this about a man with a thousand faces? How did he get so many? Like, is he like collecting them? Uh, I, I don't know how they've got a thousand faces, but... I mean, that sounds like Cordelia's kind of thing. I do like a lot of faces. Yeah, it's no big deal. I was killed by someone with a thousand faces. It's a whole thing. Like, don't worry about it. I'm on it. <laughs> I think Simon leans into Cordelia when Blake says that and like, looks at you suspiciously. Scanning. Snake. <laughs> uh, why are you scanning? Wait, are you saying I have a million faces? Did you just insult me and I did not even realize? I mean, no, I just, the serial killer thing, it seems like a sort of fetish object, that's all. I mean, I have only have one face because it's a very good face. I do not need other faces. I resent that implication. The man with a thousand faces is not a fetishist, (laughs) highly professional. Well, well. In that case, we can rule out Cordelia. Cordelia is not the man with a thousand faces. Everything is good. Let's not think any further. I got us into the Doom Guard. I don't know why we're acting like I'm not competent now. Oh, no, you're competent. You just, you know. No, I'm just being sassy for fun. I, 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 I my character's a bitch. I, I like the idea that the idea <laughs> of it's being brought up, the concept someone in the group might be the killer. It's just like, oh, it's not Cordelia. Fine. Totally good. Yeah, this is the other kind of irony. Yeah. Situational mm. irony, I believe. There's so many kinds. Yeah, it's the difference between what the characters and the audience know. So, Simon says, I have one more idea. Talk to me after the race and I will run it by you. Will do. You're not going to be in the race with, like, a robot horse? Why do you think I prefer robotic animals? Who doesn't? Damn. It do be like that. (laughs) (laughs) I think Abraham says to you, King, uh, so I'm going to be in the race as obviously the leader of the Aethar. I need to represent the whole thing, the thingamabob, the thingamajig. But um, I am not expected to actually compete in a serious way. It would be uh, embarrassing if I, you know, won the whole thing of the race I'm putting on, you know? Yeah. So can I win? Oh, I would love that very much. It would be an incredible uh, PR thing. I don't know. Lancelot knows more about that than I do. But apparently people like it when people join and then they do cool things. It makes us look good. Uh, If you say so. I do. If you want to know any more about that politics and stuff, just ask Lancelot. He's the man for that. Mostly I just bop the bad guys, you know? You don't like politics? I never really understood it much. It's much easier just to do... Punching. Oh, uh, I hear you. Thinking's hard. <laughs> oh, he just like pats your head and says, I don't know how much thinking you have to do to win the race, but I believe in you. Thanks. 
I'm gonna win and get that diamond. Yeah, so that that's the stakes. If you guys get a diamond, someone in the party can die and be brought be brought back, which is a good thing to have in your back pocket, and it will also deny the diamond to the slotty for whatever they want it for. We um, really need to keep it out of that guy's hands. Yeah. I think, in fact, I do want to establish, uh, Blake, you took the sign-up sheet with all the slotty names, and you said that'll slow them down. I think there's a part where you, like, look around, and you notice that there's, like, somebody looking for signees, Mm -hmm. and you ask that guy, like, uh, what's going on? And he says, you know, some people showed up, and when I told them that the paper was missing, they just ran away? Huh. Ugh. You know, a bunch of savages in this town, you know what I'm saying? He says, well, luckily, I mean, the church is all over Sigil. All of them are controlled by the Aethar, so we got lots of sign-ups, even if we lost one sheet in one church. It'll be fine. Oh, good. 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 Glad to hear it. (laughs) We would not want the race to not happen. But, uh, I mean, the the practical outcome is Blake did actually take some slotty out of this thing by spooking them. Yay! But yeah, they're still in there. They've infiltrated the race, which is about to start. And you don't know what Babel wants it for, but it's probably not good news. Do we see Babel around here? Um, I think with your perception checks, no, none of you see any slot, slotty. Okay. All right. So one more time, why don't you all walk us through what your your mounts are and uh, establish anything you want before this uh, competition begins? I am foreseeing this taking two or three episodes. It's It's like a major part of this arc. Oh, shit. Uh, this is baby Roderick. He is a beluga whale. <laughs> uh, his likes are fish and ice. Uh, dislikes mayonnaise. How you found that out is a secret. <laughs> I tried to feed him mayonnaise. It's not a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nipix is just riding a giant wasp. Oh, I th- should say, uh, uh, King, uh, Lancelot comes bounding up to you. Uh, he's, once again, very small, but he has uh, in his little trunk a saddle. And he says, hey, King, I brought my saddle of embiggening. What does that do? It makes me big so you can ride me. I thought you could turn big. Yeah, I can, but I my posture is in a different relation. I stand Ooh. up. What? It's Okay. Don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> oh, hey, can uh, can Blake lick your magic nipples? Oh, I hated every word of that sentence. <laughs> he got hurt earlier. I need to make sure he's okay. Hey, Blake. Yeah. Healing word. <laughs> Thank you. Is the healing word nipples? <laughs> I thought you had to lick you to do all that. Oh, I f- really hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to imagine Lancelot going nipples, nipples. Uh, Blake, you're healed up to full. Okay, thank you. Yeah, see, L- Lancelot is useful as a companion. God Almighty, the Discord turned on him so hard. <laughs> I've seen villains in the show do genocides that didn't get as angry of reception as him being mean to Nifix. Is no one 
one was ever suggesting that he wasn't useful to the party. I know, it's just very funny how personal people take he just, stuff. He just did a big upset when I asked, hey, can I ask a question about the religion I'm maybe joining? Yeah, no, he he was uh he was rude, but the, the reaction was hilariously disproportional, I think. I, I am very glad that the audience t- is on Nifix's side here. <laughs> and finally, Blake and his seagull. Anything interesting to to say? Uh, he's his, his name is Jeff. Oh, the audience is gonna love that. <laughs> yep, his name's Jeff. He's pretty cranky. Oh. Uh, he just kind of screeches a lot. Oh, fucking uh, mood, man. But uh, but but Jeff's got a fishing rod or uh, attached to the saddle that has a French fry that hangs out in front of him. Oh my god, this is the best thing ever. That is adorable. I love him. Okay, so Jeff, we have to take Jeff home. Yeah. And Roderick. See, N- Nifix would have named the wasp, but uh, what's the point at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Nifix named Roy, but, you know, that was before. You, you should name it, like, Beelzebub or, like, jo- Judas or it's, something. It's really. literally just named whatever. Whatever the wasp. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> Call him Captain Buzzington. He's, he's whatever. <laughs> he's a wasp. He's he's fine. Lancelot, would you like this scarf and aviator hat? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, everyone's extremely excited about all these animals and their fashion. Fuck, okay. Uh, Roderick gets a flower crown on his melon. <laughs> it's not a competition. <laughs> yes, it is! <laughs> That's... Uh, this whole time, Nifix is just looking at, uh, keeps glancing over at Lancelot in all this adorable outfits, mm-hmm. and it's just very sad. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I think Abraham, like, gets up on a podium and makes a speech, and he says, you know, I'm not one for huge uh, declarations and fancy words. I just want to say, give it a good, clean race out there. Remember, this is for- Nice abs! <laughs> <laughs> thank you gonna, like pretend like he didn't say anything yeah thank you mystery stranger I, he's just not making eye contact um is he blushing oh i not only is he blushing like his face like turns like lava red because uh like the actual environment reacts to his emotions we talked before about like generating electricity flowers sprouting up where he walks um this creature in fifth edition is called an empyrean they were just called titans in older versions i'm the the that the retcons aren't important. He's a he's a he's a Goliath technically, which is like someone with giant heritage. But he has that the Empyrean um, characteristic of being able to like affect elemental change based on emotion. So when he gets uh, uh, embarrassed, he not only blushes but like visibly steams in like a cartoon way. Aww. Um, and he he just says. Uh, let's have a good clean race out there. Let's give 110%. Uh, give it our all. Just really hustle. And uh, remember, uh, if you are in danger and you want to get out, the safe word is pineapple. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know why I made that noise. <laughs> just like, ah, I know that. I feel like that was Austin being like, I'm finally going to do the Avengers Assemble. It's going to be in this moment. Everyone's going to go crazy. There was like two. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just that's a tradition. We have to have one every season. Sure. Um, So I think Abraham goes back to the the starting line on his mount, which is a Feldegriff, which is a giant hippo with wings. That sounds really good. It's pretty good. Um, And uh, it's it's race time. Um, Roll initiative. 
So I think the starting line is in a really nice district. It's like very picturesque and like, uh, you know, uh, manicured lawns and high hedgerows and just beautiful buildings. It's the, the best place for pictures to be taken to be like, oh, the eighth hour pull off a beautiful race once again. And so you're basically flying through the nicest uh, neighborhoods right now, just over the buildings and the, the postcard worthy waterfront property. And you're like, how is there waterfront property on a giant metal ring floating in the air? And the answer is Planescape. Shut up. Um, so uh, let's do animal handling checks. That's actually how this race is going to proceed as you all handle your animals. So like, are all these big houses McMansions? Yeah. 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 We're from Naples. We know what it looks like. Uh, seven Oof. on animal handling. Four! No! Roderick! I <laughs> gave him too many fish! Is it offensive <laughs> if I use animal handling on Lancelot? No, please. Oh. It just is symbolic. Uh, Fourteen, then. Handle him really well. Okay, so for the players, you will see that you're all in a line here on the roll 20, and as the race mo- goes on, I'm going to move you down to the bottom of this uh, grid to represent the race. The audience, I will just tell you as the race goes on, you don't need to worry about it too much, but I will just point out that King gets off to the lead here, as he said to Abraham. All right, let's just, uh, let's just keep this pace, nobody do anything, and then uh, smooth sailing. <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> as you said abraham uh you're gonna win this one um so i've actually like i like the idea lancelot like looks back as he as king pulls ahead and like just looks at nifix like i'm winning <laughs> oh <laughs> oh shit um at which point uh some fellow racers pull up alongside your group do i know you this is the fucking ferret there's a ferret <laughs> he's a fucking ferret <laughs> So, there are different words for each kind of gardenal. The magic furries we talked about. Yeah. We've met Camilla, who is a goat uh, gardenal. Uh, but there's there's horse gardenals, there's lion gardenals, and there are uh, what are called mustavals. Mustav- as in mustelid, the the group that involve that includes weasels, otters, ermines, minks, stoats, and ferrets. So, there is canonically a ferret creature in D&D. It is a kind of gardenal. Austin's whole life has been leading up to this point. Is this a playable race that's in the player's handbook and I could have played as this season? No, they're only in like one Planescape book from the early 90s and have never been used again. Oh. And their art isn't very good, which is why the Roll20 icon is a picture of a ferret I found on the internet and not pictures from the book. Got having some trouble sizing that, buddy? (laughs) I'm just playing yeah. with it because I love him. It's like it gets bigger and smaller, but never turns into a square. I love him. He's so cute. So actually, four Gardinals pull up alongside you. They're all wearing matching outfits. Wow. Boy band. Yeah. Oh, my God. Boy band is very good. A boy band of uh, anthro furry ferret cops. Um, <laughs> what? That's just very good. Good job, me. It's just... It's just a perfect sentence. Yeah. It is a very good sentence. Uh, they pull up alongside you and they immediately start throwing gang signs. What gang do they belong to? Yeah, so I was going to ask. Well, they hold one hand with the fingers splayed like a bottom jaw and the other hand like uh, with fingers splayed like a top jaw and they gnash them together and they start saying, Fang gang. Oh, I thought it was going to be the sharks. I thought you were making a West Side Story reference, but you were not. <laughs> two, two on the nose. Yeah. No, they're the Fang Gang. They're a notorious uh, of club of racers. 
I thought you said notorious club of racists. I'm sorry. I got yeah, guys. my brain went the same place. <laughs> I'm glad it, I'm not alone. I think it's because I was about to make the joke. I was like, you flash that sign, you're gonna get fired from Universal Studios, and then I immediately just connected oh. everything. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, man! It always is like this on the show, huh? But yeah, we're actually in. Uh, I'm gonna roll initiative for the ferret in a second. But there's four of them, and there's four of you. Cool. And I should say they are right. They are riding uh, dragonfly mounts, giant dire dragonflies. I assume they all have like patches with their names on them and shit. Uh, Chad, <laughs> Emery, Mitchy. I was gonna say Blake, but that's Colorado's character's name. <laughs> One of them just got a real ass ferret name, like Nibbles. Nibbles, Mister Whiskers. <laughs> Here, here's the picture from the Planescape book. By the way, I liked your other picture better, honestly. That looks like some. Well, that does look kind of like some fucking secret anim shit. Yeah, yeah, yours is way better. All right, Blake, you're up first. There's four Fang Gang members here, and uh, the race has started in earnest. Uh, I'm going to cast Charm Person on them all. All right, read that spell for the audience. So I get to attempt to charm a humanoid I can see within range. They make a wisdom saving throw, and they'll get to do so with advantage because I guess we're technically fighting it. Um, and if it fails, uh, it's charmed uh, until the spell ends or until we do something harmful to it, and it regards as a friendly acquaintance. And when the spell's over, it'll know that it was charmed. But um, it says only one target. Uh, but for each additional uh, spell slot mm. level I use, I can add an additional. So I'm going to cast this with a level four spell slot. Crit. That's not good. That's a crit. Well, 14, 18. That fails. Six. Okay, so the four, uh, the 14 and the six fail. The 18 and the, what was it, 22 succeed. All right, so uh, Blake, right out the gate, uh, charms two of the Fang Gang, and there's two left. Uh, if the other two take damage, they will they will snap out of it, one assumes. Well, they take damage from us. Yeah. Mm. All right, Nifix, your turn. Uh, mm. I have an idea, but I my worry is, A, is it overkill, and B, does it defeat what Blake just did? The more I look at it, I'm like, that's too big a spell slot to uh, to throw out right now. I was thinking mass suggestion and tell them, these people have never done the race before. Clearly, they're probably not a uh, concern. Go fight some more established racers and just tell them to go away. <laughs> um, Let's go with... Let's throw out a hypnotic pattern, not only for them, but hopefully for some of the other racers behind us. Just throw back a big hypnotizing sphere. Uh, so 12 and 10, those both fail, huh? Plus, it has the, the the added benefit of all those like very, very fancy posh people that wanted to see the start of the race are going to be too mesmerized to actually take it in. So fuck you, poor, uh, fuck you, rich people that live at the starting line. All right. So they're going to fall behind a minute in the race, which is pretty significant in race terms. But then they're going to come back later. Um, well, that's, that's if they're good enough at racing to catch back up, you know. Yeah. So actually, animal handling checks again as the, the fang gang falls behind. Animal handling check. Fifteen. Ah, uh, nine. Oh, Roderick. Uh, botch six. Oops. Twelve. Uh, nineteen for the Fang Gang to catch up, beating all of your rolls, yeah. and Nifix botched. Yeah, Nifix's whole plan to like win the race is a big, a little bit of a fuck you to Lancelot. It's not going well. 
Okay, so this is interesting. So uh, the the group pulls ahead. The Furies pull ahead of the Fang Gang, who falls behind. And then once the hypnotic pattern wears off, the Fang Gang starts trying to catch up. Nifix, uh, how do you think you how do you do you have any suggestions for how your botch plays out? I like the thought that Nifix forgets she's not supposed to look at the pattern herself. <laughs> so you look you look back to be like, ha, got him. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, does anybody else in the party do it to go back to help Nifix, or you just let her get hypnotized? Uh, if I see Nifix is like falling behind, King will go back for. Her. Okay, so King, you're going to give up your lead. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is juicy because that means Lancelot has to go back for Nifix. <laughs> yeah, like I imagine it's King actually being like, "Wait, we have to go back." <laughs> yeah. Lancelot's like, mm, "But King, we're super ahead." We can get fast ahead real quickly again, but we have to help Nifix. That's what friends do. Okay, Lancelot turns back and goes for Nifix, and King, you like when you get up alongside of her, you slap her out of it. Boo! Ah! Uh, <laughs> like I'm like the only other way I can imagine is he just like backhands somebody, but I think that just knocks you off. Hey, Nifix, we helped you. Um, thanks, but both of you. No ways. Let's win this race. It's what friends do. They help. Oh my god. Yeah. I kind of agree with the fans. He's being such a little bitch. Isn't he just? <laughs> I'm I'm very glad I was right to chew them out a little bit. All right, so uh, Blake and Cordelia are now in the lead. Um, the Fang Gang is catching up with uh, with King and Nifix. Do you want to do anything as they come up behind you? Yeah. Uh, so I have an important question first, Austin. Mm-hmm. Mute City or Big Blue? Ooh, man, I really wish I knew a, a more obscure F-Zero song. To... Uh, it's the only two that matter. Yeah, it, okay. it doesn't matter that it's, you know, the one that everyone knows. It's got to be Mute City. It is Mute City, but I thought I was going to have cool hipster cred and be like, actually, it's the one <laughs> from the GameCube game on the third step, but I didn't have it. <laughs> you were like, I, I'm all about, uh... That shit. fucking Emerald Cup remix. I was yeah. Like I was trying to think of another one. That's my shit. I'm all about that Samurai Goro. It's all about Firefield, you know. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I'm a fucking, I'm gonna waste these weenies. <laughs> I'm sorry? Waste these weenies. I'm gonna waste these weenies. So you're gonna attack? You wanna roll attacks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna use my fighting spirit to give me advantage. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna fucking go to town. Crit. Uh, 21 Oof. and 20. All of those hit. Alright. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Yeah, these these are like these are like cool racer dudes. They're not uh, champion sword fighters raised from birth to kill. Oops, sucks to suck. All right, so uh, forty two damage. Yeah, so you tell me what happens. I like to think I just slash them like because I guess they're like kind of gathering up in a big group, kind of like how an old anime, uh, like Pokemon from like you know that time frame. We just kind of have like four kind of silhouettes of characters all kind of like back to back against one another, like as they're coming in and King just slashes each of them in the chest. And they're like, oh, no, nope, too real for us. All right, we're out. Yeah, I think you take down the first two who just scream pineapple as they fall from their mounts and plummet to the to the surface of Sigil. There's still two in the race, though, with your damage. 
Okay. Presumably they've got, like, saddles fitted to them. Sure do. And those saddles have probably got some metal on them. Uh, buckles, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I heat metal on the buckles on the saddle in order to make those saddles too hot to, to, to sit on? Yeah, sure. Yeah, heat metal. Go. <laughs> you want to read that? How does that work? Saves. Uh, it, it, it just works. Heat metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, uh, you choose a manufactured metal object. Uh, you cause the object to glow glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes two d six takes two d eight fire damage. Um, yeah, so roll the damage. There we go. Twelve. So twelve damage. And if a creature is is holding or wearing the object and takes damage from it, which it did. Uh, constitution saving throw, please. Seven, it fails. Uh, it now has to throw or drop the object if it can, so it's gonna get that burning hot saddle off it. Yeah, I think uh, the Fang Gang literally bites through, like, a leather strap on the saddle and just yanks, like, rips the the strap off and then just throws the saddle overboard of the dragonfly. Riding bareback. Oh. And that that, that uh, no. I was hoping that they wouldn't have the, the the saddle, and therefore would jump off the thing and be gone. <laughs> no, the, the, no, he looks the, he looks you right in the eye. He says, "Fang gang, <laughs> gang shit." Can it at least get some kind of disadvantage because they don't have their saddle anymore? <laughs> to, yeah, to some check uh, to like knock them off in the future. I mean, you did some damage. Yeah. You did more. You could defeat them. Well, okay. it, it probably affects their animal handling. Yeah. See. Can't handle an animal without a saddle. So, Cordelia, it's technically your turn. Do you want to try to pull ahead, or do you want to go back? Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> you've, you've had one in the chamber, huh? Okay, it's really dumb. I don't know if you're going to let me do it, but here, here, okay. So, I have this thing called Minions of Chaos, which means I can cast Conjure Elemental... Uh, I would like to call, I'm going to, I'm going to conjure an air and elemental and have it give me a big whoosh to go, go faster. Yeah, sure. Hell yeah. Also. So advantage on, uh, animal handling checks to whoosh forward. Well, I rolled an eight for another animal handling. Wow. Not good. Is what I'll say. (laughs) This fucking hurricane little shit didn't help at all. So Cordelia summons an air elemental to blast her, uh, basically do nitro boosts to her beluga whale, and it does not work. And it's just uh, so full of fish. <laughs> uh, so the the whale is uh, unaffected by the, the light breeze, and uh, so now the fan gang's going to try to knock you off your saddle, Nifix. Oh, oh no! What do I? What 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 am I rolling? Um, first attacks five and seven, seven <laughs> and then twenty. I was like, "What oh. the fuck?" Okay, so the twenty hits. Extremely cursed rolls. <sighs> what are they hit me with? Nine. Uh, it- just with literally, they fly up around. They start circling you with their dragonflies and like leaping out to try to bite and scratch at you. So nine. One of them gets a chomps like right into your arm. Oh no! Oh. And it's. Ca- <laughs> it's King's turn right. again. Uh, let's try to finish off these last two so we could scoot forward into this race. All right. Uh, I'm not going to use another fighting spirit because these clowns are too lame and I don't need to do it. So 21, crit, and 13. 
How dare you call them clowns? I love them. So 40 damage. Oh, damn it. They they had 20 health each, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, King, you tell me what you do. You took the fan gang down personally. Uh, I'm going to say, you should have ran when you had the chance. And then I'm going to start uh, slashing off my sword. And a couple of them are, like, just good, like, gets real hits in. But after that... It's just about the crazy amount of wind he's kicking up with all these crazy sword slashes. And because they lost their saddle due to Nifix, they're not able to hang on their things. So those dudes go plummeting off. Yep. And I think they, they land in a huge in-ground pool in the backyard. Nope, of they s- land in a truck full of dirty diapers. <laughs> <laughs> the cruelty. Yeah, it's like Green Day in Venta Oreo. It's, uh, it's what was it? The Chaperone? With Triple H, uh, where the bad guys rear end the truck, and the truck's back doors open, and dirty diapers not in a bag spring load launch into the bad guy's car. It's a moment of cinematic history you should experience. Is Chris, Chris like sometimes I wonder if you came from like a lab <laughs> <laughs> with your weird ass hot take? <laughs> It was, was that a hot take? I thought I was just appreciating something. Every take you have is a hot take, Chris. Well, that's what you get when you talk to Chris Hot Dick Larios. <laughs> hot dick or hot take, Larios? Everything's hot. Who cares? The dick, the take? <laughs> All right, Blake, Blake and Cordelia, what are you two up to? You're flying neck and neck. I'm trying to feed him more fish. That's what got you into this mess. Oh, but he loves them so. Now, you see, the key is you keep them always wanting. Because <laughs> you dangle a french fry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, what if you, it's going to eat your hand. One single fry, too. It, it's one single fry, but it is the Frenchiest fry. Is it like one of those, like, full potato fries? where like, It has been laying out on a beach for, like, an hour. Oh, it's got those good germ flavors. It's so ready. <laughs> All right, so Blake and Cordelia are just doing the race right now. Uh, King and Nifix, uh, and also Lancelot, most notably. Any <laughs> conversations as you're trying to catch up? Um, th- thanks for coming back for me, uh, King. I-, I really appreciate it. No problem. That's what friends do. Let's win this race together. That's what I said about the friends, and she gave me a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Um, well, you kind of said it like a twerp. <laughs> oh, no, not you too. <laughs> I mean, I like you. I just, I don't, you guys shouldn't be fighting. I, I, I apologize to you, King, that I, I've, I've been a bit of a sourpuss around. I, you know, it is what it is. Um, lots, lot. We're going to have to win this race and I, I will, yeah, I've been being a grumpus. Aw, grumpus. I believe you've got the best, you two have probably got the best chance of winning this race, and I'm not going to stand anyway, so I wish you well. Nefix. Are you mad at me? Yeah, I'm mad at you. I tried to have a conversation with you, and you just stormed off. You. I thought we were friends, and apparently our friendship didn't stand up to me asking a basic question about your religion, which I was trying to wrap my head around because I didn't know what I wanted to do and I was trying to get some answers and apparently apparently what I thought was a good friendship was weak enough that 
what what happens in this scenario was enough for you to just walk away without so much as a word. So yeah, I'm annoyed. I mean, friends fight sometimes. Yeah, but they talk it out. Eventually, after you, you get you get your stomp away and you get some stomps in, stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> oh, he's so cute again. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance. I tried to come back and talk, and you ignored me again. Cordelia thought I was a purse. <laughs> oh, I look. I tried to I, I tried to ask you a basic question. You wandered off. I tried to talk to you again. You didn't want to talk. I'm done. I've got people like King who are willing to come back and help me when I need it. I don't need to be messed around by someone who... I don't know what your deal is. Damn. Hmm, interesting. Oh, uh, Cordelia, l- listen, I... I miss probably isn't the best time, but you keep <laughs> leaving your acids all, like, unsealed and open on the kitchen table, and, I mean, you know, it's, it's fine, just, like, put the lids on, because one of these days, I just know I'm going to reach for a glass to drink, and it's not going to be what I think it is. Oh, uh, my bad. I'm just so used to Lynette's, you know, being smart and knowledgeable and educated and knowing what is and what is not an acid <laughs> without even drinking unconsciously. But, you know, sometimes we make bad, de- bad decisions and we can't live with our girlfriends anymore. It's fine. What is the Shade Olympics happening in this race? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe don't send me to kill somebody and then don't do anything when I fuck it up. You're still alive, are you not? I mean, I'm crooked again. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I'm okay. I'm alive, so it's cool. But just like if I'm uh, going in completely solo. Just, you know, give me a heads up, buddy. You got it. I thought you had it all. I thought you were, I thought you were just gonna, like, you know. I'm not used to having so many of the magics. Alright, well, we'll work on it. It's fine. Magic's the thing. It's, uh, we got it. We'll, we'll work on it. It's like learning how to drive. I'm going to learn how to not be an idiot with magic. Cordelia's not famous for not getting caught. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how I'm here. Uh, So as the race moves from the the most wealthy district to a more middle-class suburb, there's a lot of, like, Tim Burton-ass stuff going in here where every house looks exactly the same, all, like, geometric right angles. Uh, Everyone has the exact same uh, lawn flamingos. Okay, lawn flamingos. I was going to say like shrubbery, like the exact same lawn maintenance company does everyone's lawns here. It's a a very uniform conformist kind of neighborhood you're flying through. Alongside you pulls some new competitors. Hello. How terrible are these ones? (gasps) Oh, it's my girl. Um, We can't beat her up. (laughs) What the shit doing? She's baby. That's Callie. Is 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 a soft pink is a soft pink bubble a bubblegum gal. It's is lovely. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's Simon. That's that's yeah, that's that's my mechanical friend. This is a very strange combination. I don't know what is happening. That's just a flying. Oh, oh, and it's Morrow. Oh my god! Is he riding a nut? <laughs> is he riding a nut? I like the phrase riding a nut. Hold on to that is one. Is he riding a nut? 
I don't care about what you're trying to say. Just tell me. Also, this is too many. This is like six characters. How can we fight them all? They're all our friends. Why are you doing this? Oh, um, your girlfriend. There are four riders that pull up. Simon the Secundus, the robot. He just told you he was coming for the race. Calliope, or Callie, the Nidhogg. Maro, the Knight of Nuts, the Ratatosk, the, basically a giant squirrel. And finally, Lynette, the Valravin. And she has given these three people on her team giant dire ravens. Oh, hello. Are you trying to win the diamond in case I get killed again? Lynette says, no, just hanging out with my friends. You know, it's important to have your own lives outside of your relationship, you know. I have friends. Morrow, let's have a rematch. I will bury you. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Credit keepers, Austin Yokai and Spooky Licious. Nerd. No one got Austin Yokai when I did it because Americans have no culture. I did. Are you doing Austin Gorski again this year? Oh, I guess that's more accessible. Should I be Austin Gorski? It's good. Okay, I'll be Austin Gorski. We're getting spooky here. Mm hmm. Uh, ooh, debt collector. <laughs> now I'm spooked. <laughs> Ooh, responsibilities. <laughs> I am. I'm already thinking about pumpkins and bats and candy. I do like candy. All right, October 2019 credits. I have a special spooky Halloween announcement, which is I went through and I changed it from alphabetical to pledge. So now if you want to stunt on all the rest of the community, you can get on the top of the list by having uh, more success in our capitalist system. That seems rude. Is it? Yeah, man. Let the, can't let the poor play too, <laughs> I say, as a poor. People were gaming the system. They were putting more and more uh, punctuation at the beginning of their name to skip it to the top. And Austin's having none of that. <laughs> no, also, I just realized I could do that. I'm extremely dumb. Executive producers for Halloween 2019. <laughs> oh, that's what this month is called, Halloween. The whole month is Halloween. Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. Jade, Squire of Sir Octopus. <laughs> Octopus. Arcanist of Rylea. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk. Goatly. Devin, conduit of evolution. <gasps> I bet there's going to be some new Eevees for Sword and Shield. Oh, fuck. Give me that new Eevee. Ah, the cult of Gorfinex. <laughs> That's the sound of you looking for your place. Sure Rob, Rob Dakin, conduit of delay. Johnny is my celebrity hall pass. Fuck you too, Austin. See, that makes sense. I would fuck Johnny. Paul Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> Alice in the Purple, conduit of TPK in first D&D sesh ever. And my boyfriend was DM, which means he's ex either extremely funny and cool or very bad at DMing. Both are good options. Toshiro Kuro, conduit of forgetting both my password and birthday and hoping I... 
and then ran out of space. Tashira Kuru forgot a lot of things this month. <laughs> Andrew Grothin. Francois V. Hedron Master. <laughs> Lord General Bone Shitter. Oh no, you just spoiled my villain for the next arc. Lord General <laughs> Bone Shitter is a very good name. Uh, Nephis Decidia, a lonely gay sheep. Random. Conduit of Would You Like a Hug? Vinny, conduit of boo jobs. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was boob jobs or blow jobs, but spooky. They're both good, though. Or if it's just like, ooh, jobs are spooky. Oh, yeah, I guess jobs are spooky. You're the goat man now, doctor. Z23619. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony, patron of Dora. Morgan Rapp. Am too sad to be funny. Sparkle. Oh, no, Sparkle. Pet a cat. We need a new holiday for depressed people. That could be our jam. That's called the whole year. <laughs> All right, sing uh, the next one. Let's talk about snacks, baby. Let's talk about you, auntie. Tis I, Zedster. 69 spoopy 420, Sean by Lauren's Ludes. <laughs> a bozog blew my cover eight, full of hate. Now we skate. <laughs> A buddy cop movie starring Drop Goodwood and Blake Ferris. I feel like having Conrad and Johnny in the same call. It's a powerful amount of whiteness. Oh, I was going to say, it's either going to be a disaster or the funniest thing ever. I love them. I'm just saying the the caucasity is off the charts. Pot kettle, Austin. A werewolf the Chinese menu in his hand. Aaron Norgard. Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock, conduit of Austin's favorite date ooze. <laughs> Agent Hedgepiggle. Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. An otter eating a jack-o'-lantern. I saw that video and I sent it to you. I know, I sent it to a lot of other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone viral now. Andrew Birmingham. I hope otters like pumpkins, you know? I feel like everybody likes pumpkins They because it's, like, delicious. It's a universal flavor. Yeah. Andrew Fedgy. There's a pronunciation guide because I can't talk words. Andrew Fedgy, conduit of candles and the burning thereof. I'm here for it. Andrew R. Andy Harkins. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Arachnival, worshipper of the Spider Queen and conduit of Halloween B-Day, NRG. Happy birthday? That's an extremely metal birthday to have is Halloween. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ariadne, conduit of sick threads. I like the mythology pun. Arjun de Koning. <laughs> <laughs> I just read it. Ash spent $120 on Lauren's titty. <laughs> you sure did. Austin Korksky, conduit of best boy itself. Austin! Mm, Lars Kexi's voice! <laughs> the people Isaac, crave it. Conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel! The people have spoken. Becky Toothill, pro- property of Janiac. Beef Swellington, conduit of meat. BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. B Ray Echo. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this one in the Skeksis voice this month. How do you feel about that? I'm here for it. Mm, before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny nips. 
Blackstone, conduit of UNT lore and buying Lauren's titty picture. Blue six. Boness. Or is it bones? Every month. Brady, conduit of spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. But nut nut button. <laughs> All caps. Buy Wendy's meat cube. I'm actually out here. I'm a Wendy's stan. I don't really have fast food or caffeine or anything fun anymore because I'm dying. But Wendy's meat cube cubes rule. Callum, I swear to fuck, dude. Moose better be real. Turner. <laughs> I considered that it's a psyop. Oh no, Moose. Cameron Abbas. Candace, listen to Dice Funk Starling. Caretaker of Her Majesty Elizabeth Ann Buckleberry of the Sire. Oh boy, that's a word. Sirhoptalim. I bet that's just like a scientific name for like a flower or something. Sirhoptalim? I'm going to Google that while you read the next one. You're going to Google that while I take a sip of my water because my mouth is dry. Damn, dude, I called this one from space. This is a 3.1 from the other side of the court. Seroptolim is a, ge- a genus of orchids. Oh, orchids are dope. I have them on my back. Carried oh. one. Conduit <laughs> of crushing Lawson in a respectful, non-horny way. I forgot about your tattoo. I was like, well, are you just covered in flowers? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> are you about? you okay, Doc? Chance, conduit of wasted potential. Charlie, Jonathan Holmes is a lovely boy. Chocolate. We should have Jonathan Holmes on an episode. Okay. <laughs> you don't know who that is, do you? No. Is that Jonathan from Road Rules? Yes, Jonathan uh, Holmes from Road Rules. Jonathan okay. off Road Rules. <laughs> His last name is from Road Rules. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, conduit of bad decisions, Wally. Christ, man, the resurrected looking for brains to snack on. He's a lich, not a zombie. We've established this previously. Nerd! Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. Completely legit Callum Turner. Callum, your name raises more questions than it answers. Oh no, there's two. Now they gotta fight each other. Oh my god, they almost snuck that past me. They have to fight. That's fair. Corm is about to start his dream job. Follow your dreams. Good job. I'm proud of you. Cormac the Knife, Conduit of Knives. <laughs> I mean, if you know who you are, you know. Cause Midnight, Conduit of Dark Matter. I know that's just like a space thing, but it's also the final boss of one of the Kirby games, and I'm picturing that guy. It's extremely good. Is he cute? No. The final boss of every Kirby game is like a terrifying uh, horror monster. You know who's cute? Dogs. King DDD. I like King DDD. He's a bear. He's a penguin. <laughs> What'd you say? I said King Dedede is a bear. He is? Do you, not the animal. The, never mind. Counterfifth. Oh, no. I just got it. Thank you. Sierra Saldana, prophet of R and Jesus. Q, spooky cumber. Bitch. Spooky. <laughs> oh, okay. Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary consonants. Daria, go freaking right. Davis Fridley. Donning Frost. <laughs> Deathworm Jim, conduit of goblins. Goblins? I think they want us to say it like that. Goblins. Our patented goblin voice. Catch him in bed with a goblin. Decibel. Dennis Pancake Detlifson. DM Tau, now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Don Johnston. Dorian, conduit of devotion. Doctor 101. Doctor Isaacs. Dragon Nexus, conduit of taking too long to support you. 
Don't feel bad. I don't have. I can't support half the artists I like. It's, oh yeah, it's it's hard out there, homie. But I appreciate everyone who can, like Dylan and Rylan or Dylan and Rylan. The same joke we make every month. The dog. Oh, I'm just gonna fuck it up again. Dylan huh? and Rylan or Dylan and Rylan. The dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning. Also, dishes. Dylan, conduit of. Well, come on, Dylan. You're gonna make me say this with my mouth. It's the only <laughs> mouth I have, Dylan. Dylan, conduit of panties on your head. I don't even like the word panties. It's not. It's not for me. Ebrand spoke spooky spooky name. Ebrand spooky name. Ebrand your life. I'm gonna go back and edit every time we said spooky to say spooky. Spooky. It's <laughs> too much work. Einar J. Ecoran. Elder dog. Elderly goose busy summoning the untitled goose to respond to disrupt lives. See, that's not spooky in the Halloween tradition. That's like scary. Geese are terrifying in like an un-Halloween way, you know? I love them. Too much for me. They have so much neck. (laughs) Eldritch Horror, finally... Eldritch Horror, formerly known as S. Kearney. Eleanor, Nonantesis, Periton, Horned Vampire Lady with Depression. Mood. See, that was the same name as last month. They didn't even have to change it. Oh. Aline! Time to get spoopy. Happy Halloween. Thank you, Aline. Elizabeth Jackalope! Elusive Lily. Emma, a witch cursed me not to directly reveal Moose. End my nightmare, Emma! I mean, it does make sense if we can't guess what Moose is is because the witch is involved and is, is, like, stopping our scrying abilities. Read the next name, you nerd. Empress Quinn and Fair Slurping. Milk, milky tentacles from beyond the stars. You've been getting all the nasty ones, and I love it. <laughs> tentacles don't even slurp. Uh, Indigo Bandane. Did you lose your place again? No. Erwin Lelagadec. Erwin Lelagadec. Oh, apparently there's maintenance people here. Hello. Doing loud stuff outside. Oops. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my place again. Did you say Florian H yet? Nope. Florian H. Foobar. Francois Arsenal. Frank Sands. Ginger Beers. Got one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. Wow, that's a precarious place to be. (laughs) Grapefruit Juice. Graphite conduit of rhetorical actions. Would Lauren prefer date? I can't date Ratoy? Is that something backwards? Yacht? No, it's nothing backwards. Lauren, <laughs> would you prefer that? <laughs> um, I am very dumb. Uh huh. So I don't know what that is. Okay, well, we both are stumped. Guinevere Cummings. Half, Afthor Grundison, first of his name, born of fire and brimstone, redeemer. Harley Astor. I can only do the British accent when reading that one specific name now. (laughs) (laughs) You've been broken. It's a curse. Harris and Andrew. Harry, King, the jock dumbass of my dreams. Everyone's horned for King. Hex Maniac Erica. It's a Pokemon reference. It sure is. He's a good Brent, dogs. (laughs) How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Ingemar Grimon. Is this a Dice Funk of, ho- of Horse crossover episode? Isaac, conduit of Tux the Penguin. Are you a fan of Tux? I am. Were you on Of Horse yet? 
Uh, I was on it. The episode hasn't come out yet. Okay. Jaden. James Neely. Janiac, the spoop Miss Dom, is ready to spank some pumpkins. Okay. Jasper, certified god of Sherbert. They already have the facial expressions for the spankings, I feel like. Oh, they're like, <gasps> there's J- definitely uh, small lines from the outside noise. That's fine. It's spooky. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness, mage of life. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Jerry, god I'm tired flowers. Moo, Jerry. Jermaine Walls, conduit of cryptid grappling. That's called snuggling. <laughs> Jess Faget, conduit of veggies. Joanna the Wrench Witch. Are pumpkins veggies? I know they're gourds. Is a gourd a veggie? I don't know. John Madeira will be a polar bear in the next Bloody Roar. John Potts. Do, what do you want to be in the next Bloody Roar? Me? Mm-hmm. A beluga. <laughs> okay. John Barnett, conduit of pillows. John, conduit... Conduit. <laughs> That's something else. No! John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, Revengeance Paladin of Sun Dragons. Man, the Revengeance soundtrack whips ass. Have you listened to it recently? I asked rhetorically, knowing you haven't played Revengeance. A cat is here now. Okay, well... I care I... about that more than the thing you just said. That's because you haven't listened to it. It whips ass. <laughs> I bet it does. Oh, fuck, I lost a place again. Oh my god, are you okay? I'm sleepy. Jew Man Jack. The Ripper was a punk ass incel. <laughs> <laughs> Support sex workers. Tell Jack the Ripper to fuck off. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Justin, conduit of loving monster people. I was thinking earlier how there's like no humans in this season at all. Humans suck. All monster people. Jorgen Indie Monster Weinwick Ford, conduit of name butchering. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of semi-regular regret. Kiefer Lowe. Kelladry, not her magnificent cat Mitzi, who slew Kel in her sleep. Is there Mitzi? A cat, a cat murder? Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing a goddamn PhD dissertation. We believe in you. Ken Teroy. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kanuku fan. Kitty Foe, warm, breathing burrito inside your pocket. I don't want the burrito to breathe in. Why is it in my pocket? Maybe it's like a ferret. It's like a metaphorical burrito and it's in your pocket sleeping. Okay, that I'm okay with. I miss oh. ferrets. You can read the next one. No. Burrito <laughs> <laughs> oh. Prime, horny for bussy since bussy. I don't B- like it. Bousset. Bousset. Since 2000X. Christina, conduit of Modrons in bedsheet ghost costumes themselves. That's the cutest thing I've thought of in like a week. It is cute. Think about Criterion, it. Criterion, 3.33. I am not a reference. You are. I've seen it. Crystal, conduit of buying greens and forgetting them in the crisper abyss. Dude, Crystal, I'm right there with you. Kyle Badsvik. <laughs> Only two A's, but I like your spirit. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lady, Leo Plardon is not a dinosaur, Lauren. Misfit, you know what I meant. You got owned, bench. I'll never be owned. It's a Cretaceous animal. It doesn't make it How a dinosaur. How about you suck my dick, Austin? You didn't know what they were. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. 
Larry Yellingman, Yellingman, who has a really cool podcast called Humans Hollering at News, and I was on an episode. You should check it out. Wow, you cheated on our podcast, huh? Oh my god, you're such a baby. <laughs> Lassie or Lass, L-A-S-S-E, too poor to patron, to, to patron Cruz last month, sorry. Don't be sorry, it's a miracle anybody can do anything in 2019. Ever. I appreciate everything, it's amazing, incredible. Mwah. I love Martin's you. mom's grown duck conduit of cuddles. <laughs> they got tired of you correcting them about whose duck it was. Well, because if I had a duck, there'd be a lot. It'd like, literally be the only thing I talked about for, like, ever. Do you like ducks more than geese? They're different. You can't take, you don't have the courage to take a stand. I like them both. Ducks are little homies, and then geese are little monsters that I love. Lavy the ghoulie gob. Let Cordelia for you, coward. I did. I was, I've been so nice to Cordelia and her to, just the worst plans. She should be dead. I cannot kill Lauren. I give you an inch and everyone demands I give you a yard. It's because they love me. They do. Also, who doesn't love Lauren? Liam Sutton, conduit of headaches. Lauren Cates, going for Halloween as 17 pounds of Bozog kicks in a 10 pound bag. <laughs> that would be great to explain to the cops. <laughs> like, why'd you kick this person in half? And they're like, well, listen, there's a D&D podcast. <laughs> this is going to take a while to explain. And then they just shoot you. <laughs> oh, no. Loki, Loki, a meat, a meat prison fueled by pumpkin spice. It's relatable. Loot of my mouth. <laughs> Ludovico Limited. Lulu Skidoo. Luther, the conduit of Berzico. Ooh. What do they go? What do they go? Ooh, ooh. Manticore Death Lord. Matt Collier. Matt Lackett's is finishing his goddamn PhD dissertation. Oh, the anxiety. I believe in you. We got a lot of doctors in these credits. Matthew, listen to Dice Funk and Neo Scum Schultz. Maximum Side Boob 8, Fellowship of the Side Boob. <laughs> Maybe the real Squid Cap was the friends we made along the way. I have a confession to make. What's that? I drank some non-dairy chocolate milk. Oh, no. And chocolate has caffeine in it, so I have been a bad boy. Why are you just in the middle of the credits feel you have to fucking narc on yourself? <laughs> because I couldn't think of a joke. <laughs> Majin, conduit of screaming internally. Melbent. Melissa the Dice Goblin. Oh, they gotta do the Skeksis voice. Melissa the Dice Goblin loves Skeksis voice. Michael Hall. They're all Skeksis. Mm, Mikkel Minkler. Conduit. It's Michelle. Conduit of Zungenbrecker. <laughs> Fuck off. I know how to. I know how to do words. Midlife stasis. Mike draws you playing the piano and your mom in the background, looking proud. Finally. A service that this person can provide if you need that. Miko from Finland. Miles, conduit of being a pharmacy student. <laughs> <laughs> I just read it. Miss McConnell's missing chin. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. <laughs> That's where it's been this whole time. Modified Matthew. Mordekainen's student bedsit. What does that mean? Mordekainen is a canonical wizard from D&D's story. Okay, nerd. 
<laughs> you asked. Mr. Willie Phoenix, Stephen Lesbian Seagull, Blue Bear Shaker. You're not, you weren't ever curious when you were looking through the spell book why the M section has a bunch of spells called Mornakainen's X or Mornakainen's Y. You just accepted that? Yeah, it's D&D. My Valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. Namita Aneskin's Conduit of Allergy Itself. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Paye, nope, one particular weasel. Which weasel? That weasel. Which one? The weasel of the power. What power? Who's on first? Paye Rabsberg. Rabsberg. <laughs> Apparently Paye Rabsberg is on first. <laughs> no, the jokes just flow into the next names. That's just how it is on this, on this bitch of an earth. Pangolin is a rat fuck bastard queen. Now, is Pangolin you, and you're calling yourself a mean name, or are you sullying someone out. the name of a? Are you sullying the reputation of a beautiful animal that must be protected? Austin will have his vengeance. I will. Please call me Ashley. Yes, just Ashley. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. Pruitt Holcomb. Pyrocyc- Pyrocychotic, a.k.a. Anne. I added that second part, but that's what it made me think of. Pyrocychotic. Resume Yuzura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, conduit of efficiency. Please give me some of that. Robert Tuttle. <laughs> oh, me! That's what it looks like. Salad Child. Sean Lyons Burke. Simmons, conduit of harder slatty. Shane Sedgwick. You weren't grossed out. Do I need to do a, a more seductive voice? Yeah. Harder, Slatty. Oh, it's so much breathier than I thought it would be. <laughs> Shane Ware, conduit of hedonistic pansexual polyamorous switches. Sin Milk Tom. <laughs> Sir Octopus, conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. Sir Professor Archibald H. Cactus, Esquire, M.D. Wrangler, 30 to 50 feral hedgehogs, give me all of them. Slime King Mike, Lord of the Phlegmathon. Spaghetto Depressi. <laughs> is that what it's called when all you can get is the buy one, get one spaghetti and sauce at Publix, the Spaghetto Depressi? I'm sorry for everyone who can't shop at Publix because they live in a better part of the, better part. <laughs> <laughs> better part of the country. There's no better far to the country than Publix, a worker-owned store. It does give uh, money to bad politicians, but the employees get shares in the store, so that's good. And also, I'm a popper, so give me that BOGO ice cream. We need the BOGO Spaghetto Depressi. Spinel did nothing wrong! Spooky Jamie doesn't know what costume to wear. I think we had a great suggestion on his Modron's wearing bedsheets. Only nerds will get it, but it's my favorite so far. So you're telling me Jamie has to dress up first as a Modron and then a Modron dressing up as a ghost. Yeah, because then when you take your candy, you like theatrically lose your bedsheet and you're like, oh no, accident. But I'm then a they robot. S- and they see you're a robot and that's the punchline. Stefan Lund, also known as Helgram Stephenson. It's a real name, okay? It seems real enough. His last name is Yorski. <laughs> as if I'm going to call somebody else out for their fucking Eastern European ass name. <laughs> I mean, my, my my actual original last name was Uvegas, which is Hungarian, so. Yeah. Sternad, conduit of consonants. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Sydney Marsing. Syretha. That's quality Halloween pun. 
Tales of Inquiry. Good, good. Teraflops. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The murderous mongoose who is secretly standing directly behind you. See, that one's been here for a couple months, but now it has a spooky flavor that I enjoy. The Precursor. The skeleton conduit of boning. How have we not made that joke yet? I don't know, man. Titty Picks as Legal Tender 2020. That's Lauren's platform. We all know. I would be a fucking millionaire. You're the, you're the new Elon Musk. We would have to di- redistribute your wealth. Okay. <laughs> Toby Gleason Stack. Tom Bowers. Transient Passerby. Shayness. Vigar Arnston. Violet Skittles Unicorn. If it helps, I am a unicorn. You're welcome. I don't have a Leon impression in the chamber. I should. You really should. I know. Warren Wolfolk. That's a good name for a sheep-like character. Okay, so there's three in a row here which start with numbers. It's X4, Anna, Zelda, Smudge, Persephone, Tortilla, Marty, Clemens, Ramses, Liam. And those are all cat names. Times five, nine months, nine dice fun cats, nine lives unite as one. And then times six, the ceremony is complete. Math Tiger awakens. Prepare for math. No! I, feel, I feel like this is like a, a thing that someone says before a magical girl transformation. Oh, it kind of does. Nine months, nine dice fun cats, nine lives unite as one. <laughs> I agree. The cat's like Voltron into a magical girl. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Zephasaurus! Yam spice latte. Oh my that god. That actually sounds fucking delicious. Yams are delicious. Nobody at me. Zoltar the Viking death metal caterpillar conduit of retribution. Haters coming at me talking all this crap. So I just tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was the inflection they wanted, but that's what they got. I just, <laughs> I just looked at our recording. We're at 35 minutes, which is truly unacceptable. A, a real failure of our abilities. Um, or if you think about it this way, mm-hmm. it's spooky. I don't. I don't think of it that way at all. Uh, support the show at patreon.com slash austinyorski, patreon.com slash recap. That's Chris, patreon.com slash ofhorse. That's Conrad, patreon.com slash Buzz. That's Laura. We're also on everything from iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, blah, blah, blah. You know the things. They're in the description. Read them. Lauren, where are you? Uh, Rargalicious, R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-S. Twitter, I sell titty pics. Buy them. They're good. Music's in the description. Anything else? Uh, Sorry, Sketch. Sketch Bandcamp.sketch.com? Oh, I meant for the 36 minutes, but also .bandcamp.sketch.com.bandcamp. All right, we got to do a shorter one than 36 minutes. Take two. I'll start at the top. (laughs) Some of us want to go back to bed. Some of us should have read faster. Joseph (laughs) Tombrello. Back to the top. I know where you live, and I will destroy you.